I'm Catherine Delgado, and you're listening to FIRST. On today's episode of FIRST, I wanted to initiate an internal dialogue and speak on how, as individuals, we can grow and become better people, advocates, and activists in this moment and movement for change. So that being said, let's get right into it. With the COVID-19 pandemic and the nationwide reckoning with race and the protests against police brutality and racial injustice that have erupted in the United States after the murder of George Floyd, it has become abundantly clear that change is necessary. Right now, we are at a tipping point. We are at a moment in time where we must choose between two paths, to move forward and push for progress, equality, and inclusion, or to roll backwards and continue to defend oppressive systems and institutions that have been prevalent in the United States since its inception as a nation. And in our history, we have had so many of these tipping points before. With the Reconstruction era and the lynching of Emmett Till, we were at a moment in time where the United States could have chosen to move forward, but instead rolled backwards and proceeded to implement racist and discriminatory policies that continue to affect U.S. citizens today. And when you have these tipping points publicized in such a major way, it is easy to feel anxious or scared. Scared that we're not educated enough to speak on this issue. Scared of what others will say about us in response to our own actions. Scared of standing up and doing something new and scared of failing and unintentionally hurting others. And these fears are incredibly valid. And while it is okay to have these feelings, we cannot let these fears control us. When we let these fears take control, we fail to accept our mistakes and ignorance. We don't make progress in the fight for equality and freedom, and ultimately, we don't move forward. Our fears should not stop us from speaking against injustices and sharing our inner thoughts and feelings with others. We cannot let our fears allow us to roll backwards. If we want to see real systemic change on the macro level, we must change individually and emphasize individual responsibility and accountability. Jeffrey Robinson, the ACLU Deputy Legal Director and Director of the Trum Center for Justice and Equality, once said that hope does not create action. Action creates hope. And that's where we as youth come in. As youth and the future of this nation, we must continuously act and reflect on our role in society and within our own communities. That starts with reimagining your day-to-day life and understanding your own privilege and participation in these oppressive institutions. You must find your own place in this moment of the movement. How will you use this moment to change your interactions with yourself, your community, and with others? This was a call to action that I took to heart from Amber Hikes, the Chief Equity and Inclusion Officer of the ACLU. In order to grow individually, we must reflect. And to do so, Amber encourages youth to follow these four steps. 
The first step is keep. So ask yourself, what do I want to continue doing? With recent events, we have all learned new practices and lessons that can be implemented in our day-to-day -day lives. Whether it be at home, at school, or at work, we can continue to make an effort to be active allies and advocates for change. The second step is increase. What can I do more of? Whether it be educating yourself, questioning systems you participate in, or going to protests, it is important to turn the volume up and continue to fight for progress. I cannot stress this enough. Your actions are loud and you will be heard. The third step is start. What can I begin doing? You can start by recognizing your privilege, interrogate your surroundings and ask who is not there. Amber brought up a quote that says, if you don't have a seat at the table, you're probably on the menu. You can start by having difficult conversations with peers, friends, and family members. There are lots of things you can do to be a better person and ally, but you must reflect and determine what is applicable to you. The fourth and final step is stop. What can I stop doing? In order to realize and identify how you have personally participated in oppressive systems or racial biases, you must stop being defensive. When you reflect internally, actively unlearn and break down those biases and take risks, you will get it wrong. You will make mistakes and you will be called in. Amber said, someone is not calling you out, they are calling you forward. We have to listen to what our peers say and give each other the space to learn from our mistakes and do better. When we are called in, we must commit to improving. Ask yourself, what can I do to change things so I do not make the same mistake again? Thank the person for calling you forward. Do the research and actively be a supporter and actor for change. Acknowledge that you made a mistake and move forward. This four-step process is not a one-stop shop for being a better ally. You must keep asking yourself questions and keep unlearning what you've been taught. Another quote I love is, allyship is not a destination, it's a journey. 2020 has been the start of many people's journeys and there's lots more to come. Do your part so we can bring the change to the macro level. As long as we're all constantly trying to be aware, learn and improve, we can all become leaders and actors in a moment and movement for progress. The world is ours to mold, so let's do something about it. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on FIRST.